0: Hi and welcome to another brand new episode of Record Tech Listen. My name is Lydia and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show we feature Chris Ritz Perry. She's coming to us from the Stepping Stone Animal Society which is located at 12510 Neves Crossroads in Cumberland, Maryland. Now, um, their motto is every animal, every chance, every day, and they are providing low-cost spay and neuters for cats and dogs and vaccine services and public education. Now, we know that, according to Bob Barker, we need to spay and neuter our pets to help control the animal population. Um, Unfortunately, that doesn't happen as often as it probably should, and Stepping Stone Animal Society saw a need in our area and stepped up to the plate. So they have a full-time veterinarian, And, uh, Chris goes over all the options that they have. Um, and it doesn't matter if you are not a resident of Maryland, they serve everybody at every economic level. So make sure you head over to their website, steppingstoneanimalsociety.org for more information and for maybe you to set up an appointment if you need to. Speaking of websites, we have a wonderful one. It's recordtalklisten.com and that's brought to you by AWE Media um we have 61 previous episodes of the podcast if you're new and you've never listened before we have a great variety tons of stuff um for you to listen to for free and uh we highly encourage that behavior you can listen to them through the website or you can find us on itunes or podcast republic if you want to take us with you on your daily adventures so let's not waste any more time here is chris ritz perry from stepping stone animal society Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So you started a nonprofit called Stepping Stone Animal Society with a few other of your closest friends.
1: Correct. Yeah. Like uh, nine of them.
0: Nine of them. (laughs) Nice. And that um, you became official September of 2015.
1: Officially recognized by the state of Maryland as a corporation and then had to file a paperwork with the IRS to be a 501c3. Nonprofit. Yep. Which we are, we were granted. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Great. Um, so give us a little bit of history about stepping stone and why you felt it was necessary to open a place like this.
1: Uh, well, most of us are from this area or have lived here long enough to know that we kind of live in a little bit of a low income area to begin with. Mm -hmm. And we're all definitely animal advocates and have in some way worked in either a shelter environment or, um, like a vet environment mm-hmm. or, or just in general know what's going on in this area, seeing overpopulation. Right. So we just kind of looked to where there was a need and the need basically is when you're looking at, for instance, a shelter environment and how overwhelming it can get during, for instance, kitten season, you think, well, what can we do to is prevent spring? this? One? Yes. It actually was probably starting now. Okay. Unfortunately.
0: Well, I mean,
1: it is what it is. Yeah. Um, we saw the need to reduce the population to help all the animal welfare organizations in this area
0: kind of relieve the pressure slightly then
1: yeah i mean because not just shelter environment but there are local people who have 501s that run their own rescues out of their homes right or and they take in strays slash um well whatever they find basically or right. whatever's dumped on them so mm-hmm and it gets overwhelming i
0: I can imagine it gets overwhelming so i mean it's low cost spay neutering and when you say low cost it really is low cost right um and you it's it's low cost spay neutering and then you also offer microchipping and then rabies clinics which are absolutely important to the overall health care of an animal
1: sure i mean we The reason, like I said, we went in this direction when we kind of got together and started thinking about what can we do to help this community, not just the animals, but the people who are Mm -hmm. the owners of the animals, where's the need the most? The need the most for people is that they can't afford a lot of the services um, at full service vet clinics. Right. So when you focus on something like low cost spay neuter, you're able to keep your overhead down. And that is what, that's what makes us able to offer lower prices. Well, you're specialized exactly yeah yeah
0: which is good and then it also empowers the people that do have animals it, it doesn't make them feel like they're eliminated from getting proper vet care sure. for their animals and it also is kind of twofold because you're reducing animal populations that put stresses on all of these other organizations and hopefully yeah you know you have animals that are healthy
1: correct yeah and you don't have as many unwanted animals, obviously. Right, That's a main, I mean, that's the main goal is to keep healthy, happy, wanted animals. Yeah. Well cared for. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I know that it empowers people to, to be able to feel like I am being responsible. I am taking care of my animal and I can afford to do it. Yeah. You know, that's hard for a lot of people in this area and not just this area, but you know, surrounding communities as well. Right,
0: And something that's sets your clinic apart from other places is that you take anybody from anywhere Correct. As geographically. So that doesn't matter.
1: Right. So in other words, there are some low cost spay neuter clinics that have residency requirements. You have yeah. to be from the area and they have income requirements, which means you have to fill out forms and pass their little, whatever it is they do, I don't really know. But
0: I think it's like your tax returns or something like sure. that.
1: Yeah. They have to say that you qualify for their right. services, whereas mm-hmm. we don't have either of those things. People can come from West Virginia, Pennsylvania, wherever they want to come from, and they don't have to provide us with any proof of income because our prices are set the are way set they're prices, set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great. So I mean for an area especially like this where we're a tri state area, that's kind of mm-hmm. So you're help you're really reaching a wider um, animal population. We
1: hope to. Yes. That's good.
0: So, uh, we've been talking about the low prices, so maybe we should get into that, how much it costs. Um, and the difference between spaying and neutering is significant. So if you're a male, you're neutered. And if you're a female, you get spayed. Yes. Um, and those two surgeries are, one's more complicated than the other. Correct. So that would be, uh, why the prices are significantly, not totally, um, more expensive one than the other, but that's why one is higher than the other.
1: Right. Exactly. Okay. Because neutering is not as invasive as spaying, obviously. Mm-hmm. So for the cheapest, so to speak, price would be for a male cat. Cats are smaller. They take less time. Yep. They taste, they take less medication. Mm-hmm. They typically weigh less than dogs, obviously. Yeah. So male cat neuter $50 versus female, Cat spay will be seventy five, but still that's a really good price for this area. It's a twenty
0: five dollar difference. Right. I think that's good.
1: Yep. And then dogs, it's gonna depend on their weight. Right. And it's gonna depend on whether they're getting spayed. Again, invasive, you know, a little bit more time. Yeah. More uh medication, mm-hmm. anesthesia, et cetera. Um so if a female is over fifty pounds, it's one twenty five. And yeah. that's the highest price. Yeah, meaning so- that a female that's under 50 is a hundred and a dog neuter over 50 is a hundred under 50 pounds is 80. I hope that all made sense, but you yeah. know what I'm trying to say.
0: Right. And, and it's not all on your website too. So people Correct. can check that out. And, um, so, and we'll have links on our website so people can go right to it. Yep. Um, but I think that that's cool. So the highest price, no matter what, male or female, is going to be 125 bucks. Correct. Yeah.
1: And one thing I should mention, too, is that when people call to make their appointments, mm-hmm. we always ask if they need a rabies shot. And if they do, the rabies shot is included in that price, not extra. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So um, maybe that might have been a deterrent for people seeking that treatment before, but once that's included, then that, that's Yeah, good. and
1: they're actually taking care of two things at once that yeah. for the health of their animal.
0: Right. Um, we should mention if you do call though, you guys are booked until March 15th. Correct. So it's pretty popular and you've done, uh, f- what is it? 540 surgeries since the 4th of January.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: That's incredible. Yep. Um, and the person doing these surgeries is a doctor of veterinary medicine. Um, and she's been, she's a local person.
1: So, Right. She's from West Virginia, Yeah, she studied at WVU, studied also at Ohio State University. Yeah,
0: the Ohio State. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Dr. Micah Perrano yeah. is our full-time vet, and this is what she wants to do. She's a dedicated surgeon, so this is perfect for her, and she, she enjoys doing it.
0: That's great. So your hours are Monday and Tuesday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and then Thursday and Friday from eight AM to six PM and those are
1: dedicated surgery days. That's right. Yep, yeah, that's right. I mean people can still call to make appointments during those times yeah. because there are there are staff and volunteers doing front desk and admin work during surgery days. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the surgery suite mm-hmm. where our techs and recovery techs and our vet are it's just basically closed off to the public and they're just doing their thing all day.
0: Right. So, if somebody brings in an animal, can you give us kind of the rundown of how the process works?
1: Sure. Um, when people come in, we already have their all their information from taking their appointment or taking the appointment over the, the uh-huh. so like over the phone. So, it's like pre intake over the phone. When they come in, we already have all their paperwork ready to go, meaning we know who they are. We know who their pet is. Right. We know what we're doing with them. Um, like in other words, we know it's gonna be a spay or a neuter. Right. And we know whether it's a cat or a dog. Right. Um each animal gets a tag. Mm-hmm. So cats are in crates, the tag goes on their crate, and each animal gets a chart that goes with them throughout the day. Um, so that we don't everything matches up. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody stay their chart stays with them. Oh, the
0: I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Yep.
1: Yeah. Dogs get like um those wristband collars, okay. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. everybody has a number and a name, so the number and the name has, has to match that. up to nice. the chart and the animal. Cats get a sticker, okay, on their fur, okay, because you don't want them to have a collar on that they could put a paw in or get stuck in their mouth. Dogs, the only reason we give them a collar is because they're
0: used to wearing well,
1: and once they're done surgery, when they're in recovery, we're putting an e collar on them, okay. Um, and so. They can't get any. They can't get to anything. Right, right. Whereas cats, so you're putting typically a cone on them. Is that right? Yeah, okay. they're called Elizabethan collars. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why they're called they're the e collars. Right. Okay, e collars. Yeah. I got it. But so, that, but it is it's the cone? It's yeah, it's the cone. It's yeah, it's the cone. The cone of silence. Yeah, but yeah. cats don't typically get them because we're putting them right back in the crate that they came in. Right, they don't have a whole lot to you know of room to mess around mm-hmm. and lick and pull at stitches. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The post op care is a little less for uh yep. for cats.
1: It it is. But let's go back to intake though. Yeah. When people come in, so the way we work it in the morning is, you know, we have to read you all this information. This is your consent form. You need to sign it, mm-hmm. you know, and we have people pay in the morning. Right. Because in the afternoon it can get a little bit clustery depending well, yeah. on when people can pick up their animals, when their right. animals are ready to go, et cetera.
0: It's just one last thing you have to worry about.
1: And we want people to be able to just come get their animal. Let us tell them, here are your post-op instructions and let them go. Right. Because, you know, the animals had a long day.
0: Yeah. And the owner's probably a little bit worried too. Sure. So, I mean, it helps and the flow of the office work helps if you can just say, okay, at the end of the day, we don't have to really worry about taking money and mm-hmm. payments. Let's just get that all out of the way in the beginning. Absolutely. And then just get, have everybody go home happy and healthy. Yep. That's good.
1: Yeah. I okay. mean, and then from there, so there, so we do it this way. Intake in the morning is dogs yeah. from eight to nine. Okay. Cats from nine to 10. Okay. Because um, Dr. Michael will do dogs first mm-hmm. just in case there's any... Bigger animals take a little bit longer. Sure. So it's easier to get that done first um, and then go through with cats. Yeah. There there is a particular order in which she does things sometimes, but I'm not really privy to that yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I I mean, I have done recovery, Mm -hmm. meaning um, under her supervision, since everything's done under her her supervision, right? um, basically what you're doing is you're waking the animals up yeah you know you're helping them come out of the anesthesia to a friendly face yep and mm-hmm. you're also making sure that they're warm mm-hmm. because we have to take temps and make sure that they're warm and you also have to just check check them out yeah check their eyes their ears their their mouths just make sure everything's okay and then you put them in their recovery you know once they're awake yeah you put them back in their crate and just keep an eye on everybody and you just keep going through that the whole day. And it's really, it's really quite nice. Yeah. Um, because you're helping them in this process and she's also right there. And the techs, the vet techs are right there.
0: So if there's a problem, there's, there's the focus attention is there. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. You have your surgeries in the morning and then the afternoons. And do you have any surgeries in the afternoons? Well, yeah, because
1: typically because of the way the schedule, she'll break down the schedule. Mm she'll do all the dogs and then a certain number of cats take a break and then finish out the cats. Okay. Yep. So that's so, good.
0: So depending on your days, um most every and everybody no overnight stays? Never. Okay.
1: We, yeah. It's it it's same day surgery. Sure. Because it's just there's no way that we have we don't have a facility yet. Okay. to do overnights and because they're not really under for very long they don't need to stay overnight Yeah. plus they're getting hands on care the Aftercare. whole the whole entire entire time they're there right. i mean there's always somebody watching them touching them if if need be mm-hmm. making sure they're okay the whole time until they're fully awake and then the vet assesses okay you can call their parents and have them come you know pick up their animal right exactly yeah.
0: that's cool so i mean it it's a uh... So when you're dropping your animal off, if you're a little leery, there's there's always somebody with your animal, and oh yeah, so it's very safe and a very caring environment. Yeah. So where where are you located?
1: It is one twenty five, ten Naves Cross Road. Okay. And to explain it a little bit better, I guess there's a dollar store right down the street, and okay. there's a sheets on the corner. Yeah. And in that plaza is well a number of things. Yeah. There's a little pet groomer place. And I think there's an auto zone there. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's all in that kind of complex there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's good. So you're easy to find. You have parking. and
1: We do have parking. All
0: that good stuff. Mm -hmm. All that important things. Yeah. For our business to take off. So you are only open during the week and you're closed on Wednesdays, but Saturdays and Sundays you've reserved for special events. Correct. Um, You just had a rabies clinic, your second rabies clinic. Correct. September. So, or since January.
1: Well, the first one we had we were allowed by the health department to have mm-hmm. um not in the facility but outside in the parking lot, which okay. is we did it in the parking lot the second time too, but we had that in um November,
0: November, okay, so from November and then just recently in February, so we've had two rabies vaccination clinics
1: yep, the, yeah, this past Sunday was the second one, uh-huh. and we did it the same way we did it the first time because it's seems to be a lot easier for owners, pets, the vet, the techs, yeah. and us. What we'll do is people will come into the parking lot and kind of like turn around and line up. Yeah. And we have teams of people that go up to the car. We have pre filled to some extent the rabies certificates. Okay. And attach the tag already with the correct number on the form. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we just go up, get their information, get their money, um, and have them keep moving down the line until they get to the vet. The vet will jump in the car with them, give the shot and off they go.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's like drive-through rabies clinic.
1: Yeah. And it works a lot better than having lots of dogs standing around.
0: In a waiting room, unfamiliar space. And then or just...
1: even in a parking lot around around right. each other because some dogs don't really... Dig other
0: dogs. Yeah. And yeah. plus
1: then you have cats and carriers. Yeah. So Okay. So, yeah. I
0: mean, that, that's cool. Uh, and how much is a rabies shot for Fif- vaccination? Fifteen. Fif- yeah. Great.
1: Yep. Yeah. We did microchips last Sunday as well. Okay. Which... And, and we did that because... People expressed interest in it, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that because microchips can be important for people to find their animals. So and that's
0: 25 bucks, yeah? twenty five bucks. 20. Oh, so cheaper than I thought. So yep. twenty dollars, and um, that's a national database.
1: The ones that our chips go into is a na- are, is a national database. Yep. So
0: you can move and you update your information. To Correct, you move.
1: and everything for the owner besides the twenty dollars right. to get the chip, which is a one time fee. Everything beyond that is free. That's great. So when they go to investment. register, yep, when they go a yeah. register on the website for the chip, mm-hmm. all they do is put in their information. They have a username and password that they make up and it's forever, the life of the pet. That's great. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, back a little bit, how often should um, animals get vaccinated for rabies?
1: Well, there are typically, if, you're, if an animal hasn't been vaccinated, yes. it's a one-year vaccination. Okay. Meaning... It's like a serum that builds up. Yeah. Okay. So if we don't have a record that shows that an animal has been vaccinated and it's not expired. Right. Then they have to get a one year. Okay. And they get a certificate that says it's good until, for instance, two twenty one seventeen. That's great. Okay?
0: So people have a record of
1: it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people didn't bring their records. Yeah. Um, Which happens. People forget stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of people did bring their records. And if they bring a record that is less than 30 days expired they can get a three-year certificate
0: great so if Mm -hmm. you know if you've been really diligent and then something comes up life happens Mm -hmm. um and you say oh let's go get the dogs vaccinated because this is the thing that we can do Mm -hmm. and you've got your certificates and everything else you can get either the one year or the three year depending on yeah depending on what
1: you're presenting to us yeah that's
0: great so it's more than accommodating to anybody
1: yeah and again, with the rabies clinic or the microchip, we did have people this past weekend from West Virginia and Pennsylvania. How many people did you have? I don't know how many people, but I know we pets? did over.
0: <laughs> That's an interesting I, how I many responsible pet owners came with their pets? How many pets did you have?
1: Over 150.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how long was the clinic?
1: Four hours.
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you have like huge turnover. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's like I said, the, the system that we're using rather than, yeah, yeah, rather than making people get out of their car, possibly losing a dog or a cat, you know, we're keeping everybody safe, comfortable. That's mobile. Yep. Exactly. Good. It's awesome.
0: So, um, people want to volunteer for that. They can get in touch. We did looking for volunteers. We did
1: have a couple people who volunteered with us, uh, on Sunday, They happen to be people who already volunteer with us. Okay. Um, We have people who volunteer for admin stuff like helping with intake in the morning or fielding calls during the day or making um, either reminder calls or follow-up calls. So in other words, um, what our admin staff needs to do a day or two ahead of someone's appointment is confirm, hey... We're calling you to make sure that, you know, Fluffy's coming on Wednesday or Thursday, let's just say. Yeah. Um, and make sure they don't eat after midnight. Right. Yeah. So then the other calls that we're making now as well would be follow-up calls a couple of days after just surgery. Sure, guy. we'll call and say, how did Fluffy do? Is everything okay? Any Eating questions? and drinking, yeah. any concerns or questions? Yeah. Absolutely, because, I mean, obviously this is, even though it's a specialized field and everything's very focused, Mm -hmm. it's still veterinary care and it's still something that we need to follow up and make sure that people's animals are recovering well and that people are satisfied with their service because, and it's not just a customer service thing, you know, it's because we want to make sure everything's great. Unless if there are any problems we need to know about it. Well,
0: right. And also it's a good, um, you're building a a level of trust with these the patients that are coming in to see you. Sure. Um, so that they know that this is a good thing yeah. in the future if they need to use your services again. Right. Um, or if they um, have a great experience, they're more likely to tell other people about it. And yeah. So that's good.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, really, like, the main reason that we all kind of started on this is because we care about people's people's animals. Right. You know, and we, we care about the owners of the animal making sure that they're happy and everybody's lives are... are, are you know, going well.
0: Well, it's also about education too. So the more that you can talk about it, it's sort of like, no, actually, this is really good that you get your animals um, altered, mm-hmm. so that you can prevent unwanted animals.
1: Mm-hmm. There are health benefits as well. Absolutely. Um, for the animals themselves, mm-hmm. it can prevent testicular cancer yep. in dogs, as well as ovarian cancer in cats. So, yeah. I mean, there are other health benefits that people aren't really aware of. Right. You know? I mean,
0: and that's something like I'm sure the vet would be able to expound upon if you had questions of that nature sure i Um, mean
1: and i know in the future we're going to be doing a little bit more i mean this is kind of down the road because we're still kind of trying to get our yeah we're trying to get our um footing footing and get our routine yeah exactly (laughs) um but we'll we'll do educational outreach programs that's great yeah we will
0: So um, if somebody's interested in volunteering their services, their admin services, is there a form that they can fill out?
1: Yes, but it's not online. Okay. Um, They just would have to call the clinic and speak to our director of operations, Tracy. Okay. Because she's the one who's been sort of gathering the information from people that might be interested in doing that, interviewing them, um, and then calling them back to have them shadow people. Okay. And um, we have not so much of a need um, in the surgery suite. Ex- only if someone actually has prior experience okay um with kind of tech you know vet tech and sure. animal care mm-hmm. it's it's a very sensitive area to work in and even though the vet and the trained techs are overseeing somebody doing recovery for instance mm-hmm. still want to be able to have somebody who has some experience in sort of the tech area because you have to be able to make quick judgments sometimes. Well, you have
0: to know the signs and symptoms of certain situations that could be could escalate quickly.
1: Absolutely, and you have to be able to um, make your and make your mind up quickly. Use your intuition, right? As well. So the only. Time I would suggest anyone would volunteer for something like that is if they have experience Previous in that experience, area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: admins, anybody can make phone calls. Absolutely. And be welcoming and warm and. Yeah,
1: um, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you have to put, want to deal with the public. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. And you have to want to be able to represent you know us in the way that we'd like you to, which is we're, we're we are welcoming. Yeah. You know, and we want to answer people's questions. We want to make sure that everybody is satisfied with what kind of service we're providing them. So.
0: And I think it's a great service, but you are a nonprofit. Correct. um, So fundraising is a huge portion of how you're going to be able to be sustainable. Right. Um, You were lucky enough to have um, some seed money donated to you. Correct. And then um, you did some GoFundMes and reached out to all your friends and family and this huge network started to happen. And then you were able to raise about $12,000 to get that going. Mm But As with any nonprofit, you have to keep it up. So um, Life Fitness is doing a little indoor triathlon. Yep. uh, March the 26th. So I'm sure you can contact Greg Dahl at Life Fitness. Maybe go to their website. Correct. Um, And you're looking to find people that maybe want to help some fundraising committee chairs.
1: Right. Flush out
0: some ideas. Sure.
1: We do have a couple of people that are very interested in doing fundraising yeah. um, as a committee, aside from the the board members and the employees and the volunteers, because everybody that does that is sort of wrapped up in the day-to-day operations Absolutely. of the clinic. It can be overwhelming. It is. It Yeah, it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, But so we have a couple of people that would spearhead that, but they are going to need people to help them support, out with ideas, mm-hmm. throwing ideas around. We did have another um, idea that we were going to collaborate with another rescue on. Okay. We just haven't. I don't think quite gotten there yet. But it's like a it's like a bingo fundraiser. Okay. You know? Yeah. Sure. Um. You know, and you you do whatever kind of um longer burger baskets and those sure, type of sure, things sure. as donated goods. And sure. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just remembered about that. Nice. I think we were planning on initially doing it in February, but I think it all got pushed, pushed back, back due yeah. to us, you know still being trying to get our our footing and yeah. also just having time to really plan it out
0: I think um with any new anything new it takes a while to figure on your scheduling for sure because you're already booked the march correct and so you know there's you got to get make sure that that's running smoothly and then you can kind of expand but yep. people can make donations through your website correct. or mail a check or correct whatever they would like to do so if this is um something that you think is as worthy of
1: your support, then absolutely do it. Right. I mean, and people actually have just come in and donated things like bags full of towels. Okay. That's pretty much the only sort of material thing that I would say that would be a, a, a worthy thing to donate right. gently used or used, It really doesn't matter. I mean, cause we're going to sterilize things. Right. Um,
0: could somebody like potentially walk in and say, I would I would like to pay for a spay, a cost of a spay or neuter.
1: Absolutely has already happened. Okay, great. So yep. that's,
0: they're able to be like, we want to.
1: Yep. We have one uh, particular woman that is wonderful. And I probably just won't say her name just in case that would embarrass her. But sure. she actually comes in and gives us advanced payment for uh, a friend of hers that does rescue. Okay, great. So when her cats, when the other person comes in with her cats, mm-hmm. it's already paid for.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So you can have sort of like a fun setup for people that have rescues. Yeah. And maybe that's how um every, that's how everybody can work together to yeah. get to the same goal, which is yeah. I mean no anyone. Animals.
1: Sure, anyone can come in and donate money towards someone else's bill. Sure. As long as we know who it's going to. Great. You know, and a lot of people will come in and pay their bill and give us maybe ten or fifteen extra dollars, which is nice. Yeah. It's absolutely. Awesome. And then yeah, every once in a while, someone will send us a check for just because. That's and that's perfectly nice, lovely. Nice
0: surprise yeah. in the mail. Yeah. So I'm assuming that you're a pet lover. Yes, ma'am. And you live in Frostburg. I do. Um. So I know that you have, how many pets do you have?
1: I have four. Yeah. Luckily, only four. Only four, That's that's good. Well, I mean, it's lucky because I could have a lot more, but I'm actually allergic to cats and dogs.
0: Really? Yeah. So it's a sacrifice for you to have them <laughs> I in do. Your I have
1: two dogs and two cats.
0: <laughs> um, well, what are their names?
1: Um, Rosie and Sandy are the dogs. Okay. Indy and Cosmo are the cats.
0: Very nice. Yeah. That's cool. All
1: rescues, by the way.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. They all came from shelters.
0: Um, kind of consequences of volunteering, I imagine.
1: Um, somewhat the cats actually they just came from two different shelters just along the way yeah you know and the dogs definitely came from my involvement in uh, volunteering at Allegheny County animal, animal shelter. shelter yeah yeah it's That's just good. you sometimes one of them just really Side pulls facts. at you yeah, and you gotta just say Hey, uh, we're going to foster this dog for a while. Foster, in Mm. air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: then it ends up staying, which is good. It's all right. So good. Lucky dogs and cats then. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Um, So you're on the podcast and I ask three questions. Okay. Are you ready for these? I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll find out. Okay. Uh, If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Yeah, I want to say Hawaii. That's Fine. a you can really you weird answer. No, because it sounds like the answer everyone else would give.
0: No, actually, you're the first person to say Hawaii. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, because I I I love it there. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful. If you've never been there, I hear good things. It's, I mean, paradise can be kind of gross and hot and buggy, and there's also some other weird creatures that live there. Yeah, but. The wildlife there is beautiful, the ocean is beautiful food's I, good um there's like a rainbow there almost every day in the morning
0: i, I and uh, the food that food's pretty good.
1: The only problem with that is you know as a mainlander, yeah, it's kind of hard to like establish yourself there
0: well, that's why you know
1: you're kind of an invasive species when you go there from the mainland, but
0: that's all right It's okay, I think they'll tolerate you, maybe uh what's your favorite season?
1: hmm i like spring first and then summer
0: okay nice i
1: like to be outside
0: yeah it's kind of a bummer Mm -hmm. uh, in the winter but yeah that's a spring right hopefully right around the corner spring we'll see see. (laughs) it was spitting snow earlier yeah um so if you were lucky enough to know what your last meal would be what would you eat
1: wow that is a weird question too well you know i try i i that's a hard, tough, that's a tough one to answer. Okay, well. I'm um, a, I'm a carb person. Okay. I love carbs. Do you like pasta or bread or? Um, I like pasta. I like potatoes. I like rice. Okay. I like lots of grains. Yeah. I don't really eat meat.
0: Yeah. No, I, I hear you on that.
1: So there would have to be some protein in there.
0: It's like a tofu or. Sure. Okay. Or maybe some. Lentils.
1: Lentils. Some fungus.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And veggies. Any dessert. I'm not a sweet tooth. I go for the real meal. Really? Uh-huh.
0: Wow, every time?
1: Uh-huh. Cool. I would much rather fill up on the real meal.
0: And then? Spicy. Spi- oh, we like spicy. Please, Okay. Yes. Sriracha hot sauce in your house. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming and talking about this great nonprofit that you have.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, come back anytime you want. We will talk again. Great.
0: For more information on what you've heard on today's show, make sure to head over to our website and that's recordtalklisten.com. If you enjoy it, we hope you subscribe. It can be any easier. You head over to iTunes, type in Record Talk Listen, then you hit subscribe. And like magic, every Sunday at 10 a.m. a new episode will appear on your listening device. We also are available on Podcast Republic for Android users and yarn.fm if you just are more comfortable streaming it through your internet browser would you like to sponsor the show? We would love to have sponsors and we're highly encouraging people to seek us out and get their product or information out to a global audience on our podcast. So send us an email at recordtechlisten at gmail.com. I assure you it'll be beneficial. We encourage our listeners to contact the show. Yes, you, the person who's listening to this right now, if you're still tuned in, uh, we want to hear from you. So make sure to send us an email at recordtalklisten at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter. And that's at REC Talk Facebook at facebook.com slash recordtalklisten. Um, we want to know what you like, what you maybe want to hear. Maybe you yourself want to be on the show. So make sure to contact us. We would love, love, love to hear from you. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.